Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to Wednesday Evening Chapel. How are you? Uh, we did a show of hands last night for wanted to see uh, who had attended their first chapel service last night. Anybody first comers this evening? We want to welcome you. Right, glad you're here. Russ, Russ Greer raised his hand. He just forgets that he's been here that long. Uh, we are at, see, told you, got you. Um, at the end of the service again this evening, we will take money up uh, to begin uh, the uh, hurricane relief fund that we started yesterday. Received over $200 last night and another 30-some dollars this morning, so we're on our way. It's a, good, it's a very good start. So just make sure that you um, participate in that offering at the end of the service. Um, it's always a good thing to choose songs that people know. Uh, Humsoever, that might not be the case with the song that we're going to sing. So I want us to stand and say this phrase that's behind me. Go ahead, stand. And let's say this together. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Now, go ahead and put the next slide up. And I need you to take a look at these words. Does this look familiar to anyone at all? Okay, have a seat. And, and we'll just work on this for a little bit. That's what I figured. Okay, it goes like this. For the praises of man, I will never, ever stand. For the kingdoms of this Anybody? Three. All right. So from the beginning. <sighs> For the praises of man, I will never ever stand. For the kingdoms of this world, I'll never give my heart away or shout my praise. That's pretty good. So let's do that one more time. For the
song, did you? Goes to only my maker, my father, my savior, redeemer, restorer, rebuilder, rewarder, to only a God like you. Do I give my praise? That part one more time, then we're going to start from the beginning, I promise. To only my maker, my father, my Ready, primed? Okay, stand. Let's sing. Two, three, four.
Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for your blessings. We praise you tonight for all that you have done for us, all that you mean to us. You are our Redeemer. All the things that we have just been singing about, you are to us tonight, and we praise you and we thank you. We ask God that you would just come in a special way on this second night of chapel service that you would speak to our hearts, and as we begin together this school year, may everything that is said and done be done according to your will. May our lives be fitting examples of what you want us to be. It is in your precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> well, here we are at the beginning of another school year. For some of you, uh, this beginning is the beginning for which you have long awaited. Uh, I talked to one of the new students the other day, and uh, he said, uh, you don't know how anxious I am to get into school. I've waited for this day for five years. He was a new student. <laughs> uh, there are others who have begun this year and they say, I've waited for this day for seven years. This is the start of my last year. Well, we hope that that last year is because you're about to graduate, okay? <laughs> we are here at the beginning. Uh, and, and I have been reminded as I've been thinking about the beginning of this school year and what we all hope to accomplish what we all hope to accomplish, I think everyone in this room hopes to accomplish your graduation. For professors, staff members, administration, we are all wanting to see the students who come here complete their objective to graduate. Students come wanting themselves to graduate. Students come wanting to assist other students to make it through because it's not very pleasant to develop a close personal relationship and a friendship and then see that individual or that family say, well, I don't know. I've been reminded in recent days of a, of a book that has been on the bestseller list for, well, I wish I had written the book and was getting the royalties. 
Uh, Stephen Covey wrote a book a number of years ago, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He's also written other books that are, that are very good. I'm not sure that, uh, that he writes out of the same exact perspective uh, spiritually that you and I would uh, want. In fact, I'm fairly sure he doesn't. He's a Mormon. But I have seen individuals who took that book and read it and said, not that book, I'm sorry, his book, and read it and said, man, he's got to be a Christian. One of the things that Stephen Covey says is uh, a habit of a highly effective person is an individual who starts with the end in mind. Steve Covey says that one of the things we ought to do is uh, we ought to envision our own funeral. I'm not sure that I enjoy it. And the, the older I get, the less I enjoy doing that, quite frankly. Uh, Covey says... Uh, Envision your funeral. Envision the things that you would like to have said about you by the people who are going to speak at your funeral. And then start today to live in such a way that it would make that possible. Start with the end in mind. So I thought that tonight in this chapel service we would uh, start with the conclusion at the very beginning. A conclusion at the beginning, and it really doesn't take a, 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 a huge, great, fantastic biblical scholar to know where I'm going to head tonight. I'd like to read a few verses from the book of Ecclesiastes, the last chapter. I want to begin reading with verse 9 and read through verse 12. Would you stand with me, please, as I read from Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 9 through 12. Now, before I even read this, I must acknowledge to you that if there is such a thing in literature as poetic license, I must admit that tonight I'm going to take preacherly license. So, all of the professors, please do not grade this endeavor in a way that you would grade a sermon in Christian preaching. Students, let me tell you right now, do not pattern your message in Christian preaching after this message. I just want to talk to you tonight about some things that I think are part of what we need to understand as the conclusion here at the beginning of this year. Well, at least I've got your attention now. <clears throat> Verse 9, not only was the teacher wise, but also he imparted knowledge to the people. He pondered and searched out and set in order many proverbs. The teacher searched to find just the right words. And what he wrote was upright and true. The words of the wise are like goads. They're collected sayings like firmly embedded nails given by one shepherd. Be warned, my son, of anything in addition to them, of making many books there is no end. And such study wearies the body. I'm sorry, I said through verse 12, we're going through 14. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God 
and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion at the beginning. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. You may be seated. Well, here we are, as I've said, at the beginning of a new school year. You have uh, now seen, if not all of your syllabus, syllabus, syllabi, you've seen at least three-fourths of them or two-thirds of them, or one-half of them, or whatever. You, you, you know what this semester is going to bring forth. You've met your professors. For those of you who are new on campus, you've met those professors and gotten a glimpse of what life with her or him is going to be like in class. You've met the other students in most of your classes, And you've already begun to form some opinions about whether you're going to get along well with the other students or not. Uh, When when you were a kid, did your teacher write on your report card, does not play well with other students? (laughs) You've already begun the process of deciding uh, whether or not you're going to play well with the other students in this class or these classes. You already know the workload. And hopefully, you're already beginning to make out the schedule, or maybe if you're super organized, you already have the schedule down of when each and every assignment is due and when you're going to begin on each of those assignments so that you will have plenty of time to complete them without having to rush to the library or to the Internet at the last minute to get them done. Well, in this time together... At the beginning of this semester, I want us to focus not only on the assignments that will be due, but I want us to focus on this verse. And I want to remind you of some key advice that Solomon gave in this passage. Solomon reminds us of the conclusion of the entire matter, and I want to repeat that conclusion right here at the beginning of this term. Fear God... Keep his commandments. This is the whole duty. (laughs) Uh, Now, I want you to understand that that's really where I want to focus, and that is the whole duty. But let me also clearly state that I don't want you to take this message as freedom to forget the other duties that are listed on those syllabi. Because if you don't do those duties, uh, you'll be in trouble. Now, before I finish tonight, I'm going to need at least six rather loud-voiced volunteers. So, just get ready. I, I know one of them already. I've already told her she would be helping me with the message tonight, and then I told her she wouldn't, but... Now, dear, you're going to help me with the message before it's over. Okay, she says, good. Now, here's where the preacherly license comes in, okay? Let's go back to verse 9. Solomon says, Not only was the teacher wise, but also he imparted knowledge to the people. 
Now, I think I understand that I'm perhaps stretching the exegesis somewhat, but let me just simply affirm to you that the teachers under whom you will sit are men in wisdom of spiritual wisdom. We have the best possible faculty here at NBC. I, I think that what he says, what Solomon says in the next uh, phrase is exactly true of the men and women that you will learn from. When he says the teacher pondered and searched out and set in order many proverbs, the teacher searched to find just the right words. I don't know of a single uh, individual on the faculty who goes about their task haphazardly. None of them go about the responsibilities without clear thought and direction of what they want to accomplish in preparing you for the, for the place in ministry to which God has called you. Now, there will be some times, I, I fear, that you may be prone to doubt that. I've only, I only teach one class on campus. And it's already been referenced to me, and that class is tonight. And in that class already tonight, it's been referenced that I must be a tough teacher. And I must really pile the work on. Now, I don't, I mean, I'll let you judge. The first individual in the class has to turn in their term project by the 28th of September. That's not too early, is it? No, good. Okay, Mike agrees. And he's in the class, so, you know, he's got the A going tonight. I heard another professor not long ago in talking to a group of students who said, uh, you must understand that that we do not take this, I'm paraphrasing, we do not take this responsibility lightly, and, and we do our very best to, to get across to you the exact things that we feel are important. And it really uh, doesn't do you a lot of good for you to tell us what you think we ought to do. Wait till you get out to be a pastor or an associate in your church. And you just believe that God has told you this is the way it should be. And then there are those nice people in that church who say, huh, not on your life. Well, this is, and I understand, this is preacherly license, okay? Continuing my license. In verse 12, let me, uh, let me tell you right now that there will come times when verse 12 of this, pass, of this chapter may become your favorite verse in Scripture. Be warned, my son and my daughter, of anything in addition to them, and here's the phrase that you will grow to love, of making many books there is no end. And much study wearies the body. <laughs> Can I hear a witness, as they would say? 
Now this comes from the man who is reputed to be the wisest man who has ever lived. And with all that I have just said, with all that I have just said about the effectiveness and the skill and the wisdom and the knowledge of the men and women who will stand before and sit before you in your classes, let me just say to you that we do understand there will come times in your life when you will just want to throw up your hands and say, enough! I don't want to read another book. I don't want to write another paper. I don't even want to go to another class. Especially not with... You fill in the blank. <laughs> you know, the thought just occurs to me <clears throat> that there may be occasions when professors hidden behind their closed doors in their offices are repeat, repeating that same litany. <laughs> Last week I, I tried to inform the new students that life at Nazarene Bible College is not a perpetual camp meeting. This is work. This is labor. This is toil. There are times of very, very difficult, just stick to it kind of days for all of us. And let me say to you that, that there will come times when you will face increasingly loud distractions. These distractions will grow louder and louder, and if you allow those distractions to, to grow louder, you will forget the conclusion that I'm trying to remind you about right here at the beginning. Let me just list for you five or, second, five, five or six distractions. Classes and assignments. Tonight, that term paper that is due on the 15th of November seems like such a long ways away and such a snap to be able to pull together. But if that paper is due on the 15th of November, let me guarantee for you, and I didn't check, that may be a Saturday. Let me guarantee you that on the 8th of November... That term paper, if you have not started on it, will begin to scream at you. Another distraction may be your family. You may become distracted by the increasing voice that says, why do you never have time for us? Another distraction may be your work. There are some of you who may have already experienced this. If not, you may in the near future. Someone at your job, a foreman, a boss, a manager, someone will come and say, you know, we've been watching you, and if you really apply yourself here, 
you could really move up rapidly in this company. Why don't you forget about that college stuff? And then, uh, while I don't want to overemphasize this, another distraction could be your church. Your church could begin to say to you, if you are preparing here for ministry, you need to be involved in ministry here and now. And I believe you should be. But that voice can become so loud that it's a distraction away from other very important things. Uh, Another voice could be uh, parents or family back home, wherever back home is. They could begin to say things like, we miss you. Uh, why don't you really, why don't you just come back home? Maybe even a pastor back home could say, you know, if you come back home, you could be youth pastor here. You could be education director. We really need you back here. Your, your parents might say, do you realize your grand, our grandkids are growing up without us? What, what kind of a God is this that called you to go away someplace so that your children don't even know their grandparents? That voice can become very loud. Oh, and then lest I forget, bills. Bills. The business office here. Bills. Your rent is late again this month. Let me have six quick volunteers, one from each section and then one, two from this one. Who's going to volunteer? Paul, you're going to be the volunteer here, okay? <laughs> Who'd like to volunteer in this section? Jim, good, great. I'm glad you got it, okay? Uh, I'm not going to, Dale, you're the third one here. And uh, uh, there's two new fathers sitting back there. Which one should I pick on? Daniel, okay, Dan, you're the, okay. And who's going to be a volunteer in this section? Okay, Gary is. And Dr. Lambright, will you please volunteer in this section? Okay, now, each one of these people is going to represent the voice, one of the voices that I just talked about. Paul, you're the paper that's due next week. Okay? All right, Jim, you're going to be the family. You never have time for us. Why did I pick all guys? So, oh, I'm sorry. Jim, forget it. Sharon, that's you. That's you. Got you off the hook, okay? You never have time for us. Dan, you're the third voice. You're the church. You're, you're work. Boy, you know, if you just stuck it out here, we could soon promote you, and you wouldn't have to worry. I mean, besides being a pastor, you're never going to make a lot of money. And Dale, you're the church. We need you to teach a Sunday school class now. Okay? Gary, you're the parents back home. Okay? And Dr. Lambright, you're the bills. (laughs) Now, would you six individuals please stand? And I've just told you your assignment. Now, I'm going to let you ad lib on that assignment. This is a dramatic presentation with no rehearsal. Okay, I want you to start softly, and then I want you to increase in volume until you are actually shouting at me your message. Okay, all of you together, stand up softly, a little louder. Here we go. Do it. 
You guys aren't doing it, Dale. Come on, come on. All right. Thank you. Let me guarantee you that it will not be very many weeks, if that long, until you have at least six or more distractions that are screaming at you, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. And if you are not careful, you will allow those distracting screams to make you forget the conclusion of the whole matter is what is it? To what? See, you've already forgotten. No. To fear God and keep His commandments. Ladies and gentlemen, with all of the distractions that will come our way in the next several months, above all else, put aside all of that and keep your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ at a fervent fever pitch. That's the conclusion right here at the very beginning. I want you to stand and let's sing in response. Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I live for you alone, every breath that I take, every moment I'm
Lord, may that be our prayer. Not only tonight, but throughout the year that lies ahead of us as faculty, staff, students. Lord, have your way in us. Amen.